Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, after a successful portal trip to the Great Library, the team met up with their old friend Salius to attempt to decipher the journal given to them by Sora McIntyre. But upon opening the book, everyone, except for Branch, was transported to a strange land. They met a young elf named Oliver in search of his lost love, Kilani. They learned that the circumstances of Kilani's disappearance seemed very similar to Gravely's, but it's unlikely they were taken to the same place, because they also learned they had been teleported 1,000 years into the past. With no commitments for the next millennia, the team set out to aid Oliver and encountered two humanoids made up entirely of worms. Though they defeated these truly gross monsters, they nearly forgot about the worm burrowing its way inside Tiburon's arm. There's a word burrowing into your arm. <laughs> he knows that. Do we know? Well, we don't know that. But he knows that. Everybody roll perception. 14. 30, oh, 20. Really still. 17. <laughs> we'll work on we'll work off Oliver's dirty 20. Like you're right next to him. You watched him get attacked before, and he also lunges past you. So you're right there to notice like he just tears into this thing, tears it apart. Wow, impressive or, or oppressive. Like, like, I thought you were a simple magic user. I do like the hands on the shoulders thing. And I'm like, well, well done. And, oh, gosh, what the heck? There's something. That worm is almost inside his body as you notice it. But because yeah. of your 20, you have time to do something about it. Uh, uh, I, I pull out a. I have a dagger if you need it. Hand it to me, please. Here you go. And I'll take the I'll take the dagger. I kind of take my hand axe as a like a leverage to kind of get under the worm and i try to like take the dagger and kind of like pull it out not not cut it because i don't want the other half to go inside but i'll try to like like you pull out a splinter like um without severing it let's have you roll a medicine check to do a quick minor surgical procedure here what can it be a sleight of hand since it's more like the uh, operation (laughs) itself now you see it never use medical checks fine sleight of hand all right medicine 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 do medicine with advantage because you have good skills with knives (laughs) okay good thing it was with advantage 21 Oh, dang. So you like really quickly with your reflexes, like grab it and pinch the skin so it can't burrow all the way in and like quickly get like Silius's knife. Hold still. Dig in there and you're able to very delicately like pick that worm out of there and pull it out like in its entirety and like toss it away real quick. (sighs) It is gross. As you like pull it out of its arm, it like stretches. It seems like there's like way more worm coming out of him than went in. It's like super disturbing you said you threw it on the ground yeah as soon as it hits the ground i cast firebolt at it (laughs) you hit it it's gone now you're victorious these things (laughs) try not to get infected by any kind of parasitic worm good looking out oliver of course you should use your weapons more often i don't and i'm not sure if the spell was quite the right thing to do for you but Sarsa just gonna come up to Tiburon and without like even asking, she's gonna take some of her whiskey and put it on where the worm was nice <laughs> like hold into his arm. I'll, I'll save some for me, and then Tiburon takes a swing <laughs> of it too, and then keeps pouring it. Sarsa just kind of 
smiles. Well, that was disgusting. I suggest we move on. What were those things? They were creatures of the darkest nature, probably probably conjured from Zaxior. He has a, a way of bringing out the worst of nature, so no doubt they were created out of the very essence of foul nature itself. Olivier, you're you're rubbing Silius's shoulders now. Can I inspect one of the worms and see like I'm so, the I, foul I, look, nature have, of the of the worms and what you have great eyes, yeah. but please I'm a married man. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Sarsa, you can take a look at the worms. I, I'd like happening? to yeah. I'd like to like do arcana or nature or history or something to try to figure out what the heck those things were. Sure. I mean both of you can roll uh I would probably look at be looking at it for like more of a religious slant. Yeah, you can roll religion, Silius, you can roll kind of whatever angle you want to investigate from nature or arcana or whatever. Fourteen. Hmm? Ar- arcana but ten. <laughs> Let's go with the religion check. I've never seen these before. You're pretty confident those were some sort of an undead creation. You're pretty confident from looking at it that, like, the worm burrowing into Tiburon would have been bad. Like, that's probably <laughs> how one makes more of these things, if those worms seemed really eager to burrow into a human host that like if that had gotten in him and you hadn't done anything about it like seems likely that that these creatures that you fought might have been people who were who that happened to right you lot if if we happen to come across any more of these worm things you all take great pains you don't let those worms anywhere near your skin because i have a feeling that's how they keep their numbers up yes well, perhaps we'll take advantage of your long-range attacks. They seem to be quite effective. Right, well, you know, I'm a delicate flower. I don't like to get my hands too dirty if I can help it. Since when? Oliver says, uh, I suggest we keep moving. Keep our momentum. Agreed. He runs forward. Oh, um, so you head into this cave. The rest of you sort of like cautiously follow. It's pretty rapidly dark in there. Let's do a lighting and dark vision check. Tiburon doesn't have dark vision. Does everybody else have dark vision? I'll pull out a torch, or I start to put out a torch. Are you an elf? Yeah, but, you know, I'm... It's polite. (laughs) It's a polite thing to do. It's like, uh, you you can't see... I mean, I I also just, you know, because dark vision just means you're seeing in, like, black and white, so I just want to be able to see a little bit better. Randall's just going to do a fireball every once in a while. Just whop. Oh, uh, um, Randall, is it? Uh, can you, would you mind yeah. if you, um, and he kind of like holds the torch in front. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Proceed forward. So um, you're in this cave. It seems to kind of like go on for a while. So there's kind of like different chambers, you know, it gets wider, it gets narrower. Some parts you're having to kind of like squeeze through sideways. Some parts are kind of big and open. You're in there. You're pretty deep in there. Let's see. What order are we in? I'm going first. Tiburon will bring up the rear. Randall's breathing fire, so we have to be careful <laughs> where who's around. Sarsa him. is going to very strategically right not middle. be in front of Randall. So, okay. so <laughs> he'll we'll go. probably be second. Oliver, Silius, Randall, Sarsa, Tiburon. Plus she's passing her flask back and forth with her and Tiburon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're moving into kind of like a new open chamber. So Oliver, you sent something kind of like flip past you. Silius 
You sent something come up to you and uh, cut you. Ow! Something's in here. Did it hurt me? Yes, it hurt. Randall, you happen to be breathing fire right as something comes up. So, like, you get a glance of, like, something small flying at you. But because it's in the light of your flame, it actually, like, flies right into the flame and, like, singes and, like, zips off. Silius, you take three damage. Sarsa, you also get cut by something. You take uh, five damage. Tibro, nothing happens to you. You're good. There's something uh, else in here. Or, or many things, perhaps. Did, did anyone see what that was? What was it? Something small. Um, Tiburon, actually, why don't you roll, like, perception? Flying words! The two of you that weren't hit. So, uh, Tiburon and Oliver both roll perception. Uh, 16. Uh, 10. Um, so, Oliver, you're looking forward. You don't really feel anything. But, uh, Tiburon, you saw, by the light of Oliver's torchlight, um, just sort of, like, Little small things kind of like fly out momentarily, like glance off the two people that were hit and then like fly off in the other direction. Something like, you know, no bigger than your hand. Would Tiburon be familiar with something like Sturges or something bat-like, but not a bat? Or would he just think it's bats if he was thinking? As much as that, conceptually, like it moved faster than a bat. Bats move in a like a flitty, flappy kind of way. This is more Mm. like straight line cut and off so like you probably have that thought of like it didn't look like a bat it looked like something faster and sharper i stop um and look at the walls and see if there's anything like holes in the walls or like booby traps or anything like that um yeah you try to hold up your torch to the walls and it definitely looks like there's a bunch of holes in it and not in like a carved like there's a straight line of holes there's like it's porous there's kind of holes kind of like honeycombed throughout it okay everyone i think there might be some sort of a trap system. Something's coming out from the walls to attack us. We have to think about how we're going to get past this. I have um, a small shield, but that won't protect everyone. I may have something that could protect me, but beyond that... Uh, as you're kind of like looking around, talking, like there's another round of these things. Oliver, you get cut. Ah. Three damage. Celia, something flies up to you. Go ahead and make a perception check, actually. 18. So, Celia, something flies up to you and, like, stops in front of you and sprays something where you are cut, and you... It burns, and... Uh, but it, like, pauses long enough for you to see a little creature with, like, wings, like a little humanoid with wings, like, spray you and then fly off. Ugh. It's like a pixie or something. Pixies with razor blades and lemon juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randall, nothing for you. Um, Sarsa, you actually see another one. You watch that happen to Celius, and you see another one come at you, and you're able to, like, smack one out of the air. It doesn't, like, land on the ground or anything, but you're able to deflect it. Tiburon, still nothing. If you lot want to uh, want to group up and gather with me, I could conjure my spirit guardians, and they would flit around us, and as we move, they would basically attack anything within a 15-foot radius. That's a better answer than what I was going to do. you think do. that would help? I think that's oh, a solid I mean, plan. Do, do I see a door? Like, I mean, is there a clear like exit on the other side of the room? The cave just keeps going. You can keep walking. Okay. Yes, I think that's a, a good plan, Sarsa. All right, uh, group up. And uh, I'll cast Spirit Guardians. How beefy, like, I've had impact on one of these pixies. Does it look like I made much of a dent or do they seem pretty robust i mean your contact with it like solidly knocked it 
Like you felt a little bit weight in hitting something, but it wasn't like the force of your arm greatly outweighed it. So you were just definitely able to like smack it far away. Okay, then yeah, I'm just going to cast that as a third level spell. So these are your flying manta rays? My flying, my flying stingrays, 15 foot radius. So you cast that and basically the whole chamber you're in lit up by... Um, Oliver's torch and occasional hoss from uh, Randall. Um, <laughs> this whole chamber pretty much is filled with stingrays, and there's like a commotion that you sort of like hear, and then some kind of like chattering, which is like not quite like pixie language, but more like ah, 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 kind of like high pitched, like groaning, sort of like. And then a bunch of these things come out of the walls on both sides oh. and like full on start to engage with all these little manta rays. When the manta rays come out, Oliver is like, what in the bla- what, what is this? What is happening? So- well, you see, I am what they call a cleric <laughs> and my goddess is Saloon. Uh, what? And what are these? Jorcy is the moon. That was not and the time. And they kind of have a thing with the sea. I used to have a ship. He's, he's just kind and- of amazed at, the, at what's happening. Sars is pretty chill. Situation handled. Oliver is blown away. The rest of you are watching. This whole chamber is filled with manta rays. And all these creatures like fly out of the walls on both sides and engage like full on melee battlefield with all of the manta rays. And you're able to get kind of a look at them, at least like a glimpse at a time. And they look to be uh, like hard to pick out at first, but you have enough time to go like, yeah, I think we're looking at an army of undead pixies or sprites, uh, like whatever it is, little flying undead creatures. Oh, well, that's not good. But none of them are going you know, at you. <laughs> I would ready, though, once I kind of had that confirmation that mm-hmm. they're undead, um, I would have destroy undead ready to go. Yeah, I think you're ready with it. But like the spirit guardians are pretty well destroying undead on their own. Beautiful. Like, they have it. Just, they have it matched. Just letting you know that like that would be locked and loaded. No, I think you're chill in explaining to Oliver what it is you're doing. And like, these are my spirit guardians. Like, yeah, So I don't know if you know this, but stingrays are actually really cool if you ever get to see them in the water. I've, I've just never seen them float around. Not in the They're, water before surprisingly soft if you ever get to touch them <laughs> and you're just sort of like you resume you keep walking oliver's holding his uh torch and like the attacks of the stingrays like one attack will take out undead pixie they're kind of like hitting the ground there's enough pixies that there's like two or three at least per string waist, but overall they're pretty much like all going down situation well in hand I mean, you kind of move forward enough kind of like out of that chamber. They seem to be kind of like starting to fall off. There's not more coming out of the wall. But uh, everybody make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, 14, 12, 9, 23, 10. <laughs> Tipperone, you're walking into this next chamber. You're in the back of this group still kind of keeping your eye on the pixies, seeing them fall off. And you kind of like look into this next chamber and you're like, you're noticing that, like, oh, the floor looks a little bit, like, soft or, like, weird in there. I don't know if that's not right. And you start to, like, go to warn everybody, but they're already in front of you. And you just watch the floor fall out from under them and everybody else drop down. Oh. <laughs> can I reach out and try and grab anyone before they keep falling? Uh, yeah, you can make a grab for Sarsa since she's right in front of you. Okay. 
Go ahead, roll, roll a dexterity for that. By the way, my uh, my spirit guardians is concentration for up to ten minutes. This will probably lead to a concentration check for that. Twenty one. Ooh, you grab her. Yay! So uh, everybody drops except for Tiburon. You were able to catch Sarsa, and she's kind of like hanging with you, kind of grabbing the collar of her armor, whatever Sarsa's wearing. Everybody else drops down into something. You're going to hit, everybody's going to take, let's say, D D6 bludgeoning damage from the fall, but then you're also going to get swarmed. So that's probably AC. So there's three people down there. Randall, Salias, and uh, Tiburon. Randall gets hit. Salias does not get hit. Tiburon does not get hit. Randall, you're going to take a fair amount of uh, biting damage from a bunch of rats. Oh, ironic. You're take... Ouch, ouch, ouch. <clears throat> we were friends. Wait, do I get hit? You said Tiburon twice. Yeah, I think you meant Oliver. Yeah, I meant Oliver, yeah. So that was you not getting hit. Randall, you're going to take 15 damage from rat- rats crawling all over you and biting and gnawing at you. Uh, three of you are in a pit of rats. Sarsa is not. Let's just keep the same initiative order. So, Salias, what do you want to do? Stand back, friends, and he'll like get at least ten feet away, and then he yells out, "Investiture of flame!" And he like his entire body gets covered in flame. He looks like like the Human Torch. Um, ten feet away from like allies. Ten feet away yes, from what? Aw- away from my ally. Oh, sorry, just five feet away. Okay. The, the way this that. spell works is is anybody that gets within five feet will get burnt. <laughs> okay. Don't get too close mm-hmm. to me. And then he, investiture of flame. And flames race across Silius's body. And in addition to being lit up also that sheds bright light out um, in like 30 feet. And then nope. I think it does the other 30 feet uh, dim light or whatever. Nice. Um, and I don't get hurt. Well, that's going to burn up a lot of rats pretty yes. well. So any creature that moves within five feet of me for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there takes 1d10 fire damage. Uh, Sarsa, how's your constitution check? That'll be a six. Ooh, so the manta rays go away. They're not manta rays. That would be really big. The <laughs> the rays six. go away, but they're replaced by Silius's flame lighting up this. And that takes a care of all the rats around you you're not able to take out the rats that are attacking randall because they're right on top of randall that would be dangerous sarsa it's gonna be your turn so i'm being held up by tiburon above these the pit of rats yeah looking down into this pit like they seem like they're fine right it's just rats randall does not seem fine (laughs) he's being eaten alive by rats he does know how to breathe fire maybe he'll handle it okay but at the moment it's not good for Randall. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Throw a rope. Uh, do I have a rope? Do you have the rope? Yeah, I have a rope. Oh, wait. I you do have, have the magic rope. I have the rope of climbing. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got I got the weird, the wee little rope thing. And she'll, she'll drop the rope. Go to there and point to there. I'll have, is there anything around me that I can have it fasten itself to? Tiburon. <laughs> just wrap it around me <laughs> so i'll tell the rope to like tie itself around tiburon and like since they're not that far down right how how far down are they like 15 feet perfect so i'm gonna have it do the knots so that it gives them 
the one foot intervals of the knots so that it's super easy for him to climb up. All right, rope in place. Tiburon's bracing it. Salias is burning rats. Randall, it's your turn. You are covered in rats. Yeah! 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 I'm going to burn them off with my new yeah power. Okay. Hopefully this uh, sticks around for a while because it's great. Why why change? Very effective. I'm going to say there are 20 rats on you of 1 HP each. So we're going to see how many you're able to burn off (laughs) with your breath. So roll your 3d6. 15. Ah, 15 rats burned away. Five rats still biting you. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Oliver, your turn. I'm going to take my little hand axe Mm -hmm. and just try to hack them off of Randall, kind of push them off with the hand axe. Sure, give a dexterity roll just to kind of like dexterously like flip them off. Yeah. You could actually like, with a good roll, flip each of them into Celius's flaming body. Oh, yeah. Take care of them. Guys, just get out of here. I've got this. Uh, that'll be a 10. You can more or less get them off of there. It's a little, it's clumsy. They don't all go like impressively into Celius. A few of them just kind of like get like chased away, but for the most part, and Randall might get a little bit cut from the hand axe, but like for the most part, you're able to like get him clear and things are okay. I'll kind of look at him and be like, let's climb up the rope right now. Okay. Let's go. And I'll, I'll I'll use my movement to start climbing. I think you're pretty easily able to hop up the rope, Tibro, and you're hanging onto the rope. You're kind of like, rats are kind of like, Salise is able to kind of like move around, keep any remaining rats at bay. Salise, how long are you on fire for? Ten minutes. <laughs> Continuously? Can you turn it off? I can. Okay. It's, it's concentration, so it's until I drop It's a magic rope, so I imagine you can climb the rope without destroying it. I'd also be fine with using some sorcery points to a uh, careful spell. No, I think that's fine. Everybody else is just going to have to stay clear of you, and then you, in flaming form, yeah. <laughs> climb. And before I go out, I'm going to, I'm gonna just because I want to use it, uh, one of the actions I can do while I have this on is I can create a line of fire 15 feet long and 5 feet wide, uh, and just burn up some more rats. I just want to, I want to... Get, I hate Clear rats. them out. All the rats go away. <laughs> I don't like rats. Yeah, you roast all the rats. It and smells real bad. Flaming rats and whatever the rats were living in. And it's a pit of rats. So there's probably rat Ugh. refuse. And it's bad. It's bad in there. Ugh. Now it's more sanitary, but like not smelling better. Tibro, on the other end of the rope that a flaming half-elf is climbing up is attached to you, so you have to, like, back up so he doesn't burn you at the top. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. And then, like, the edges of this pit, like, there's enough kind of, like, ground on the very edges of this pit to carefully make your way around the, like, very outside of this chamber and get on into the next area. Everybody's able to do that. No more. <laughs> Rays, flaming Celius. Are you going to continue to be on fire? I mean, it's quite impressive, but I, I, I've never. Uh, are you okay in there? It's actually quite comfortable. Oh, all right. Uh, it'll only be a few more minutes, I'm sure. Who are you people? You you're casting magical creatures fly, floating around you and and putting yourself on fire, and I, I've just got a stick with the blade on it. You're quite formidable yourself. Well, I'm trying. Listen, I, I know you don't know us, but we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm sure you are in your own circle. I mean, it's... I used to have a ship. And a first mate. 
you're looking at Oliver and his kind of like astonishment of you and realizing like he came out really strong in that fight with the worm zombies or whatever they were. But like that was kind of him, him at his best, him like pulling out all the stops with his abilities and getting pretty lucky with a shot. Like you definitely have a sense that like this guy isn't, he's a pretty rad person, (laughs) but like he's not in your league in terms of like abilities and experience. He's looking at everything you can do and he's just never seen anything like it. Like you definitely are outclassed and in any particular like conflict you might run into, like he's may not be able to hold his own. And, and, that actually makes you reflect like, wow, he was about to charge in here on his own and he would have been absolutely toast. And he wasn't necessarily he, he wasn't necessarily not realizing the risk that he was taking when he was kind of hyping himself up to come in here on his own. This uh, this lady friend of yours, she must mean an awful lot to you if you're willing to come in here by yourself. Kilani, yes. I, she was a a peer, a, a, um, someone that I went on several adventures with, but it's only when I found out that she was supposedly lost, I, when I, my true feelings for her bubbled to the surface. I, uh, I definitely don't relate to that at all. <laughs> don't really care about anybody. So. <laughs> you've, you've never loved someone, Sasa. Oh, no. I mean, I love Cared for them with all your heart that, that you were willing to risk everything, every fiber of your being. That's how I feel about Kilani. That's, well, I mean, it's a bit of a liability, though, isn't it? I mean, you would have died doing that for her. If we weren't here, you'd be, you'd already be toast. I mean, perhaps, but it's, it's terrifying. It, it would be worse if I didn't at least try. There's even a chance that she might still be recoverable if I can get her back. It's worth everything to me. Well, helping people is what we do, so we will help you. Are you some sort of assistance brigade or or some sort of local militia? You can just say we're knights. You've been knighted by kings. Something like that. Seek to protect the whole realm. All the realms. (laughs) You're speaking of legends and and fairy tales, the realms and knights, and that's just a a tale that we tell around firesides. Indeed. There's there's no knights. Where do you think those stories come from? Well, they they come from parents telling their children who's really protecting them, but it's... Wait, are you you saying that it's real? That there's actually people, organizations... You just saw us... Absolutely wrecked shop in here. So you, you think it's really <laughs> that wait. far off to think that we might be a part of a covert organization tasked with defending the realms with really cool tattoos? And Randall's here too. <laughs> so, so all of you, all of you are a member of the Knights of the Realms. He looks at We've everybody, including the, including the Randall's. Cool ones. We've said you enough. as well. He's he's honorary. Ah. Uh. Oh, I just met these guys like one day ago. We've had a great time. It's been awesome. I just met him this morning. <laughs> we're still we're still hazing him. He's he's going through the interview process. <laughs> we toppled a dictator. Things are going great. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> and Oliver just kind of leans against the wall and kind of takes all this in and he's like, "Well, that would explain your strange appearance." And Maybe there's more to this. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm out, out of my league a little bit. I am glad that you are with me. It gives me hope. 
So you share this this tender moment in this kind of like next chamber past the rat pit that doesn't seem to contain any any threats gathered around the warm crackling fire of Celius. <laughs> should we warm your hands around the Celius? Should, should we perhaps take a nobody? A small... Nobody is rubbing Celius's shoulders right nope. at this moment, but you've all kind of had the thought. And then you're like, oh, no, he's on fire. I'm not, I'm not going to no, do it. No. Um, should we perhaps rest before going in? I'm, I'm a bit winded. Yes. Let me soothe those broken bones and open wounds with a song. <laughs> and he's going to get out his electric guitar and he's just going to start. What is this? What is this strange music that what is this instrument that you're playing on i don't never seen anything if it's like oh well it's like a lute but i made it electrical and awesome and you get the song of rest okay we're doing a short rest i would like to do a short rest i'm oliver's proposing it it's a chamber where like you talk long enough in this chamber without anything like jumping out and attacking you or collapsing on your head or anything that you're like uh, you know, we might be able to pull off a little like rest period in here. So you definitely have to keep your guard up, keep your eyes out. You couldn't sleep in here, but like, I think yeah. you could probably pull off a short rest here if you kind of like keep it down. Keep my uh, my flames gutter out. Yeah. Uh, what does song of rest do? If anybody uses hit dice to heal, they get an extra one d six. All right, go ahead and credit yourself that short rest. I get all my superiority die back. Well, you seem to be doing well for yourself, all things considered. Thank you. Kilani is, is quite talented in the ways of nature. She's she's able to make things grow. She can talk to animals. She's quite remarkable. She can even turn into one Ooh. every once in a while. My friend Branch can do that. You have a friend that's a branch? No, he's like a, a goblin. His name is Branch. Ah, Sarsa sneezes. Another bat comes out. Ah. Oliver takes out a, a small uh, tan leather notebook and, and starts writing down some of the things that um, they've... He's like, small undead pixies, worms, fighting. Uh, Half-elf lit himself on fire. I'd like to do some away. sort of investigation or something on like what is going on with... The back rubs and the bats and the breath and see if I can figure sure, out. Sure, roll investigation. Uh, 12. So if you kind of like talk through your hypothesis out loud, other people would probably jump onto that because you've maybe heard about kind of like what's going on with the portals mm-hmm. and you're guessing maybe that something with the, the tra- with the like magic that transported you here Maybe in a different place, maybe in a different time, also maybe kind of like messed with your abilities. Tiburon and and Sarsa, having had something like that happen before when they went through a portal, would be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's probably a portal effect. So you kind of all kind of like talk through that. I'll have to talk to Bartleby about this if we ever make it back. I hope we can make it back. Jabin will be quite upset. So based on kind of like what you know of like, okay, like what do we think exactly happened to us? Like, let's survey this. Like, all right, Sarsa's sneezing bats. That seems fairly straightforward. Randall can breathe fire. That's certainly more useful than the bat thing. 
And when you kind of like put it out there, you realize like people around Celius just want to give you shoulder rubs. <laughs> it's like you have an aura that's making people around you <laughs> want to just like loosen kind of up creepy. those tight shoulders. <laughs> hey man, there are worse there are worse side effects to have than people wanting to loosen up my shoulders. Which brings around to like, huh? Nothing's really weird. It's happened to Tibro. And like, uh, I wonder, like, has it just not come up yet? Did it not affect him? I don't know. I mean, Bartleby, those of you that stepped into the portal, like Bartleby did a whole spiel about how like, oh, it's much more stable now. Like, it should be fine. There should be fewer side effects. So like, these feel less intense than like turning into wood. But like, and maybe, maybe Tibro wasn't affected. You don't really know. Tibro, you don't feel any different? Mm, Can't say I do. Well, the bicep and the worm, that was a little freaky, oh, yes. but other than that... Maybe his power is that he tastes delicious to worms. Are there are there a lot of you, you the, the Knights organization, that these... You said some of, some of you have only known each other for a while, but there's others out there? Honestly, we probably shouldn't say more than we have. Uh, it's supposed to be a secret oh. organization, and also being right. from the future, I don't want to mess up the continuum... I don't know what that means, but uh, I, I, you don't have to tell me anything. It's fine. It, I guess I'm just curious. I, I, I didn't think you were real. Uh, maybe you're not. Maybe this is just a, a sign from, from the gods. Well, but if this is a time loop, perhaps this is where... Hmm. <laughs> least kind of mutters to himself. It's like, what if this... <laughs> He's like trying to piece together if we should or should not interfere. And then Oliver's like, well, after we kind of rest up and we've mm-hmm. exchanged words and he's like, I I think we should keep going. Yeah, you're sort of getting comfortable and like relaxing into it. And then you hear some weird like skittering noises and just oh, stuff nice, that yeah. kind of brings you back into like, this is a real creepy place to be. Like, <sighs> we're healed up. Like, let's let's get this done. Let's so keep moving. You, you kind of like continue to move forward. The cave goes down a little bit into another chamber. And like as you lower in elevation, you start to step into fog. And Oliver, you haven't seen the fog. So you only kind of like recognize academically that maybe this is it. But Sarsa, Randall and Tiburon definitely like this is the same fog that you encountered before and it looks like there's a lot more of it ahead i'll kind of look to them and be like is this the fog that looks quite a bit the same i we must be close Hello, Knights of the World Table, and thank you once again, as always, for listening. We're feeling very appreciative to all of you right now for going on this journey with us and supporting us and telling your friends and and everything we ask you to do every week in these announcements. It really helps. Our downloads are way up this month, and... um, you know, we're not doing anything particularly different. I assume it must be maybe because there's a Dungeons and Dragons movie out, which I've heard great things about, have not been able to see myself because I'm always editing podcasts, but I've heard great things and um, I'm excited to see it as soon as I can. And if it's really bringing people to the hobby on the level of trickling down to little tiny podcasts like ours, that's uh, really great to see and, and hope people are able to uh, enjoy what we've been putting together because we've been doing this a long time now and and we're starting to think about uh, how to sort of like bring this grand story to an eventual 
conclusion and it's just great to see a little injection of uh, new ears on the podcast and so welcome and thank you and uh, none of them are listening to this episode like over 100 in they're probably the early episodes but that brings us to a little moment it's an interesting moment in our community where a lot of people might be coming to the hobby and wanting to check it out and so if you have the opportunity to interact with somebody who's suddenly interested in figuring out what this crazy collaborative storytelling thing that we do is, um, you know, take care of them, be patient, and um, uh, our, our early episodes, How to D&D, are a great primer if you encounter anybody who is interested in uh, figuring this out, and um, it's just great to see. So uh, that's, that's all announcements for today. Uh, as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. Uh, you're in kind of a, there's a little bit more corridor. It looks like it opens into a larger area a little bit farther down, um, maybe 20 feet down from there. So uh, we'll, you'll all sort of like cautiously creep forward. And uh, as you get a little bit closer to this chamber, you're able to peer in a little bit. And uh, it's a sort of a roundish cave chamber it doesn't look carved or constructed especially it just looks like this natural cave has a big kind of opening here um, and in the center of it there is a a pillar of light uh sarsa well all of you have seen sarsa cast moonbeam um and that's kind of what it looks like it looks almost like a moonbeam but there is a person in it who is in like a standing position, but looks to be asleep or unconscious um, or suspended there. She doesn't look like she's being like injured by a moonbeam. So it's probably not the literal spell moonbeam, but it's that kind of like shaft of light down on her. Um, that's right in the center of the chamber. Uh, Oliver, you recognize her. That is Kalani. <gasps> Kalani. That's her. Is she always in the beam, or is that something new? No, that's that's a new that's a new oh. situation. Okay, okay. Well, we should probably get her out of that. He kind of just absentmindedly starts walking forward. Like he, I, I, I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think he would be able to kind of reasonably stop himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver, friend, you might want to slow your roll there, boy. Or, I mean, first of all, do you have a plan of attack? How are you going to? handle this and 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 you don't really know what's going on with her she might be different you know time has passed and and you know beams of light can be dangerous there's just a lot going on i really, <laughs> really think you should keep this one close to the chest take your time wow. we're basically what? doing what? that meme where the guy is holding the other guy back like mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> uh everybody right. roll perception Six. Nat nope. 20 plus nine, so that's a 29. Oh, baby. Ooh, Nobody else roll perception. Sarsa has got this. So she's like, hang on there, brother. And she's taking a look around. And Sarsa, you notice that near her, kind of just off to the side of her, it's just barely visible, but there's a little patch of something. It looks almost like a boulder sticking up out of the fog like a pretty big boulder except with such an incredible perception roll uh you notice that it's kind of like moving up and down a little bit it's kind of going 
Right. So if anybody is going to understand how important it is to have your guard up in emotionally charged situations, <laughs> it's me. And I will tell you right now, do you see that? Do you see that heaving up and down? Something ain't what it looks like here, boyo. I think I think maybe there's something alive or, or something, something untoward is happening here. Well, I think perhaps we need a, a distraction of some kind. It may be something to draw the attention of uh, wayward enemies so that myself and maybe one other person can go over to where Kilani is, see if we can revive her or, or, or take her out or just see what the situation is. Oh, I love distractions. I'm really good. People always tell me, stop making a distraction. Stop doing that distracting <laughs> stuff. You're doing. I get told that all the time. I was made for this. How about you and uh, Celius and uh, uh, Tiburon uh, will go over and try to distract th- whatever that thing is and anything else. And Sasa, I might need your clerical abilities to um, try to rescue uh, Kilani. Yeah, let's do it. I... Uh, by distract, do we mean attack? Or are we going to try to figure out what it is first? Or Only, only attack if necessary. Randall's going to reach into his bag and he's going to pull out like a, a, a broken tambourine and hand it to Celius. And he's going to find like an old trombone Thank you. that like doesn't have the, uh, doesn't have the slider in it and hands it to uh, Tiburon and says, all right, guys, <laughs> on my count. And then we're going to kind of walk over it. Remember. Oh yeah. Zaxior, Zaxior was killed and his very essence uh, of being a necromancer is he's trying to find another host that might mean that that thing is the host. It might mean he's trying to use Kilani as a host. He might try to jump into one of you. I don't know. But we all need to be careful. Good luck. Uh, you too. Let's have everybody roll initiative and at the same time roll a stealth check. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. 17. So with that kind of like loose plan in place and Randall distributing uh, janky looking instruments, uh, we'll start with Celius's action. Um, if you want to just hold action to like let somebody else initiate the plan, uh, that's fine. But this will be the initiative order. So Celius is going to kind of hang back a little bit. Um, I guess on Randall's count, he'll start. Wait for like a one, two, a one, two, yeah. three kind of thing. <laughs> try to play the broken tra- tambourine, um, but mostly I'm looking at that weird bouldery thing and getting ready to cast Firebolt on it. Okay, hold action for either playing the tambourine or casting Firebolt. I will accept both. Let's move along to Randall. All right, so we're going to kind of move inwards to the side to kind of get, you know, kind of on the opposite side of where Oliver and Sarsa are. Oliver, give us a direction or something, or kind of go that way or go this way. I'm kind of picturing that Kilani's on one side of the room and then this thing is on the other. This She's beam of light that Kilani is in is roughly in the center, and this like heaving mass is very close to it, kind of like up against it, but on your left. So, so we're kind of like going around, coming back in, like, so we're kind of on. You know, we're flanking it, basically. Like, Sarsa and I are coming in Going from one right. side to Kalani, mm-hmm. and then the other three are sort of, like, on our opposite side, on the other side of this yep. thing. To try to draw its attention if if need be. Okay. Yep. And then we'll kind of sneak over, get into position, 
and then I'll count everybody in. One, two, one, two, three, four. And then on his guitar, he's just going to strum a little bit. It's the worst John Philip Sousa ever. Okay, how to DM this. Let's have everybody. We got to roll a performance check. So let's have... Does Tiburon have an instrument? Does Tiburon have the trombone? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's got the rusty trombone. Okay. Tiburon, it's... <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> what? It's, it's an old... Tr- I don't Tiburon, will you be choosing to participate in this or just, like, broadly ignoring? <laughs> uh, As in try and synergize as a band? Are you, gonna, are you playing the trombone for your next upcoming turn, or are you... You do have the option of being like, no, that's not what I do, so... Uh, I, I think I'll I'll blow into the trombone, but use my other hand to hold up at least uh, my short sword. Okay, so, so let's have. I'm a not per- really trying to play it, but you know, I'll 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 do what I can. Let's have a performance check from Randall, who's all in, and performance at dis- disadvantage from uh, Celius and Tiburon, who are literally half in. <laughs> 19 from Celius and Randall. How do you do? Well, I just want to say that he's more of a performer of the mind <laughs> than like Flash and, and kind of a showman. Like he, yeah, he he got a, he got a six. Oh, <laughs> ouch! Yes, so Celius is nailing it. Like tambourine solo, like it is going great. Um, it's amazing, and uh, Randall is maybe distracted by the sudden like inspiration of like how much this guy is nailing it with the tambourine, and so uh, it doesn't hit all the notes as much as you would like uh, a bard mm. to do. Altogether, they are definitely making a distraction. So uh, what happens is uh, this mass that's moving up and forth definitely like stops and rumbles a little bit. You hear like a rumbling kind of like deep growly kind of roar and it sort of gets bigger and raises up maybe two or three feet um, and a head emerges and it is a very large bear. It has a gray mottled messed up looking fur, but like especially looking at its head it looks to be dead, mm. like undead, presumably, because it just stood up and looked at the band. But it's like a lot of its flesh is missing. Some of its jaw is like you can see the bone about half of its like head features. Does it, the does flesh it have a little missing. tutu like it's a, it's an old circus bear that it like not that you're circus. able to see currently yeah, with wanna... it rising up out of the fog. <laughs> Uh, we can check later. It wasn't necessarily dressed for performance. It wasn't expecting you. So unclear, but kind of like as you see the face is all torn up and the eyes glow red, um, you see like other parts of its flesh around the body are also missing. It looks to be an undead bear of some sort. It is a much bigger than any other bear you've ever encountered. And it notably... If it's standing, it's maybe like half immersed in fog. And as you've stepped a little bit toward it, like you're getting deeper into the fog. And so uh, that is of note that like this chamber 
It seems kind of like deeply immersed in fog. I guess that's, well, that's Randall's turn. Bears awoken. Randall, do you want to do anything else on your turn there? Seeing your audience catching their attention as presumably intended. Nope, nothing else to do. All right, well, that will take us on to Sarsa. So the 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 uh, tambourine took over for, it was that or the firebolt, right? So it was only one or the other. Well, that's true. Like, you really nailed the performance check. I feel the magnitude of your performance check maybe, like, yeah, like replaced your, like, desire <laughs> to firebolt. You can still have that ready. Maybe we'll come into play, but like the tambourine's working surprisingly well in this situation. Like it's it doesn't really look that angry, more confused. So you're kind of like to the extent you even notice the bear because you're discovering this newfound like passion and love for our tambourine. Uh, you're just gonna go with that for a minute. Does it do a little head tilt like like dogs, like huskies, like her? Hard to tell because not all of its heads there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarsa. It is not paying attention to you and Oliver. So the bear's just watching the performance. It hasn't attacked anybody yet? Yeah, just rose up to look towards the band. Yeah, you know, Undead Bear, that's still, like, (laughs) not my jam. Um, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt as a level four spell. All right, so Sasa, what what we want to do is be very quiet and not draw attention to ourselves, and we want to try to rescue Kilani. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit busy over here. There was nothing in the plan that mentioned a giant undead bear rising up. We are not the distraction for that thing. I kind of have a thing with the undead, all right? You've got this. Go save the princess. I've got this. Um, Is that a spell attack or a save? Uh, it's an attack. Uh, I love that you're playing in playing in character. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oliver why. does not just get guiding bolt. <laughs> That's a thirteen to hit. Thirteen will hit. Oh wow, that's nice. That's see, that's just nice. Um, so give me some so yeah. damage and a so and then advantage to the next attack on it. So that's going to be twenty two radiant damage. And he's basically now like glittering in mystical dim light. So, you know, he's kind of serving as a nightlight. It's like a crazy rave bear. (laughs) Anything else on Sarsa's turn? Nope, I'm good. All right. Bear gets hit by that and definitely like is no longer uh, mildly interested in the band. Definitely like roars in an unsettling kind of uh, way. It's attention is kind of like wavers to like, I just got hit by something, but I'm also still, it doesn't turn fully towards Sarsa because the band is making so much noise that <laughs> it's just sort of perceiving like, seems like threats. Yeah. Uh, Oliver's turn. Uh, Oliver's going to spend his turn to uh, go up to where Kilani is in this beam of light and see if I can uh, do some sort of a check to see like, uh, you know, now that I'm closer, is it safe for me to touch? Can I reach in? Should I use a uh, tool to prod? You know, <laughs> like, is it like a solid casing or is it like just light, you know? Yeah. So you're maybe at the start of this turn, like 15 feet from where it is. And you take about five feet forward and the rest of you just see Oliver go whoop, down into the fog. So make a dexterity safe. Oh, man. That's a 10. Ooh. Uh, n- 
So uh, all of you just see Oliver disappeared down. Uh, Oliver, you are kind of like catch the sides of some sort of a wall as you fall, maybe <laughs> maybe 10 feet. And uh, much like the pit that some of you were in before, uh, you kind of have a sense that there's rats down here. But this pit is completely filled with this super dense fog. So you're not really able to see them. You can only feel them as you land on them and hear them because they squeal when you land on them. Give me also a constitution save. Ugh. How about a 14? Uh, you're, you maintain your consti- constitution. <laughs> you keep your heads about you. Oh, bulldash. Between the fall and gnawing rats, you'll take three uh, HP worth of damage slash stamina hit slash like not being okay. So that was only your movement though. You found yourself presumably on blinded in a pit full of maybe rats. What do you want to do? Oh, okay. That was my movement. Um, can I, uh, I mean, I'll disengage from the rat. I want to try to climb out (laughs) if I can, I'll use my pike to, um, you know, hook, you know, because it's got a little hook on it, right? With the blade. So I'm going to try to like hook on the other side and like kind of climb up. I've done this before where I like kind of use it almost like a grappling uh, stick and it it's it gives me a 10 foot reach. So I'm going to just like, huh, you know, parkour kind of hook and then try to pull. I'm thinking athletics or just dexterity since the movement is not really acrobatic, but like probably in terms of like your proficiency with this pipe, if you want to just roll like a, an attack roll as a skill check, essentially, like you can do that. Okay. Ooh, that was almost not good. Uh, 17. It was like <laughs> five thirty. <laughs> All right. So you drop down, land on these rats, quick thinking you've got a hold of your pike you didn't like drop it or anything um it's long it's like 10 feet or something it's pretty big you're able to kind of like throw it up and hook it on the side what you end up doing is catching the kind of like hook part at you can't really see but you think it's on the like the top edge of the pit and the other edge is sort of like wedged against the other side like the width of it is about maybe based on like where the pike ends up kind of like jammed into the like at least width of one size of the hole you're in seems like it's about like your two arms extended length. So the other side is able to kind of like wedge in maybe like halfway down this pit and you're able to kind of like pull up on it at least enough to get your feet out of rat immediate rat engagement the pike kind of like jitters a little bit but like holds your weight for a second where do you want to go from (laughs) i'll do like a little uh, roll you know like kind of roll out on my back and like grab the pike and kind of and i'll just kind of do a cool little like uh i mean no one sees it because it's in fog so i'll Mm kind of like just roll to my uh you know kind of like a a crouch stance and with the pike in front of me i'm i'm going to use it sort of like as a probing stick to just look, you know, probe for holes as I try to go uh, use the rest of my action to to dash or, or, you know, move. I'll probably go another five feet, I guess, with that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. If we use the like pike movement athletics check as maybe your bonus action, you're able to use action to dash and kind of like climb up out of the hole and re reassess a little bit the situation. Yeah, I'm just going to prep for with the pike to like kind of look for other pits and, and 
on yeah like get ready for my next turn where i'll move forward with hopefully not falling into another pit <laughs> watch out for pits everyone um so this noise is <laughs> this chamber is filled with music and undead roars and let's actually have everybody roll perception for if admits that you noticed uh oliver <laughs> drop out of sight and then reemerge. 18 16 22 6 Ooh. <laughs> Tiburon does not but Randall does manage to kind of like notice like oh look at Oliver over there uh literally you see him like step forward drop out of sight and then kind of like a couple seconds later scurry awkwardly kind of like his head sort of like bobs against the fog but Sarsa totally sees the whole thing happen and is very aware of exactly where he went down and and has pretty good sense of what just happened you're probably close enough to hear the rats squeal randall probably is not because he's playing the guitar at the time um so there's that situation uh, that was about 10 feet from the uh from the moonbeam containment kilani device and you're able to scurry out actually on the kilani side of that so you are a little bit closer to her and let's that'll that'll take us to Tiburon. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and action surge, and I'm just gonna get in there and stab the bear as many times as I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make <laughs> a dexterity check. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, 14. Uh, so you kind of like surge forward, ready to attack, not having noticed what happened to Oliver right there. And like, Mm -hmm. similarly, like thump right into a pit, but you have enough momentum to kind of catch yourself on the other edge of it. So you're able to sort of like, your body's mostly in the pit. You can hear some rats down there. The trombone part of the band immediately cuts out. And uh, but you're kind of like hanging on to the edge of this pit. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think I just throw the trombone down to the bottom of the pit so I can focus on the task. That happens. Hand. Rat squeal. It's a good move. Good. No, my trombone. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll take one of my actions um, getting myself out of here. I would say you can use you can use your movement. Because that probably wasn't like a ton of your movement just to take a few steps forward. Yeah, that like, just uses you, more movement. Yeah, you could use more movement to kind of haul yourself out of there, but you're not all the way to the bear. So that uses up your movement. You could use one of your actions to dash farther towards it, or you could do something from where you're at. You're only, you're close. You're maybe 10 feet from the bear. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and use one of my actions to uh, finish uh, running toward it. Um, I guess maybe not full sprint, kind of. Do so cautiously. <laughs> a little bit cautiously. Like, you have time to do again? that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tiptoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sliding one foot forward to sort of like feel the ground. <laughs> Just shuffling. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You can do that. Make an attack. Or two All attacks. Right. Uh, three. Wait, three attacks. He leveled That's up. He's right. a fighter. He's got three attacks, you guys. Level 11, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Uh, 22. 16 and 27. Those will all hit. Yeah. That's slashing damage, right? Are you using uh, are you using a magical weapon? What are you what is Tiburon wielding? No, I, I just got a regular degular scimitar. 
<laughs> regular day. I don't think that's. I don't think that's true because I think at the end of season three, you got a magical weapon. Specifically, I remember telling you you have this sword. It was somebody's like a long sword that like specifically we said like it's got good heft it's got like good like movement and you think you could wield it as a dual-handed weapon even though it's bigger it was maybe i don't know whose it was we'd have to re-listen but you maybe didn't make a note but i think you should have when, it's possibly even a plus i straight up didn't make a note wow this is I it's mean, probably like last episode ago. of season three <laughs> i'll see if i have it in my notes <laughs> I could be real impressed if Matt has that in his note. But so I probably you've got one scimitar. If you're dual wielding, you've got one magical weapon and an offhand weapon mm-hmm. that's not. But I guess these three attacks could all be with your onhand weapon. Um, so uh, proceed. <laughs> that probably messes, changes, improves your uh, attacking stats. So we should figure that out. Um, so go ahead and give me damage for those three attacks. All right. Uh, we got... 16, we got 14, and we got 14. Um, So you cut into this bear. It cuts a little bit more easily than a regular bear would because it's uh, rotty and uh, gross. Uh, You kind of feel the magical essence of your sword have an effect, but the bear reacts to that. It's like, hey, boo-boo, get him. It's a big zombie yogi bear. It's got a little ranger hat on. Chris really wants it to have clothes. Bear clothes. <laughs> What's a bear really without clothes? <laughs> want it to have a little, a little vest and a fez. All right. So the bear takes that attack and it, it hits back with a big, rotty, gross. It smells bad close up to it. It's going to swing a paw at you. Uh, that's going to be a 20 to hit. What's Tiburon's AC these days? That hits. It's a big, long swipe. It like swipes you and hits you hard. And then the paw kind of like moves through you. Like it like swipes all the way through and it doesn't throw you. It like moves through your body and you feel it go through you and is super unsettling. Uh, You're going to take 31 necrotic damage and make a constitution saving throw. Holy 31 necro bear. (laughs) 